Hi, welcome again to Music Ally Focus with me, Music Ally's editor, Joe Sparrow, and Music Ally's head of insight, our very own Stuart Dredge. Hi, Stu. Hello, hello. Uh, great to have you as ever. Now, Music Ally, as you know, provides an analysis-rich, contextualised guide to the music business. And that's what this podcast is going to do as well. We're analysing one of the most meaningful or interesting music business stories of this week. And this podcast will be brief. It should take about the same amount of time it took memory athlete Emma Alam from Pakistan to successfully memorise 410 random words in sequence in 15 minutes. Now, I speak as someone who can barely remember the names of people I meet. So, uh, <laughs> Stu, is it? Um, and yeah. I... Uh, <laughs> So I have a lot of envy for Emma Allen. Anyway, Stu, this week we're going to look at one of the sort of huge success stories of developments in video format, which is short video. And of course, the big player in this space is TikTok. And YouTube recently has announced and launched its YouTube Shorts feature, which is rolled out in several uh, countries to much success, it seems, as they're trying to take a bite out of TikTok's market. And... To sort of drive that forwards, YouTube has announced this week the new BTS song and the corresponding hashtag permission to dance challenge will be exclusive to YouTube Shorts. So, first of all, what does this mean in the context of uh, the short video space? Because obviously BTS are the, probably the biggest pop group in the world. Uh, their fans love dancing to their songs. So what does this mean what is it that they've signed this deal? Yeah, well, it's a big statement of intent, really. Um, in the same way that actually last year, TikTok did one of its first big song premieres with BTS. And they, you know, they premiered a clip of a song before it was released on TikTok. And that was a big deal for TikTok in, in its credibility as part of artist marketing campaigns. And I think similar now, I mean, YouTube, like you said, it's rolling out YouTube shorts globally. And it's doing it with the Permission to Dance Challenge, which is their new single. Um, so yeah, I think it's one of those things where, where whenever BTS release new material now, the various platforms will be falling over themselves to, to try and do something with it. Uh, and in this case, it's a dance challenge. How do you, I mean, you can't keep a dance exclusive to one platform, right? So what is the hook here? What is the exclusive part? Because, you know, if I saw this dance challenge and wanted to do it to my, let's say I had a large TikTok following or whatever, I, I could do it there as well, couldn't I? So what's the exclusive part? Um, well, I mean, it's been launched on YouTube, being promoted heavily by YouTube. Um, mm. BTS are going to be making or releasing a compilation video of their favourites, uh, favourite clips from fans. So I think YouTube is going to build a whole campaign around this challenge mm. and promote it pretty heavily. And there will be other kinds of content there. And it's all going to tie in with the music video, which already came out. And I think it had 175 million views already in 10 days 10 yeah days. incredible yeah yeah so it's it's kind of but i think in a sense it's a, it's a it is a, a, an intent because like you say i think i looked on tiktok this morning and there's already a million hundreds of millions of videos oh sorry hundreds of millions of views for videos with the hashtag permission to dance um mm. so i think this is going to be everywhere and i think bts have maybe more than any other artist have have been navigating this world of competing platforms and making sure they do stuff with each of them. They do exclusive contests and content and, you know, they're managing to serve everyone, um, which probably is when you've got, when you've got seven band members, that helps because individual band members can do stuff on TikTok or Spotify or YouTube. Um, yes. So yeah, they're spreading, they're spreading themselves around very smartly, I think, to figure out campaigns. But yeah, I think whenever they're, I think with, it was short video, 
when there is a dance challenge that takes off, it might take off on TikTok, but people will start doing it on Twitter too. They'll start posting to Instagram and Facebook. So I think these these hashtags do go across platform, even if this particular contest, you have to upload your video via YouTube Shorts to kind of have a chance of getting in the final compilation. Which is a big incentive, isn't it? For you know, the BTS fans are uh, highly motivated and I'm not going to use the word obsessive, but they, you know, they, they want to get their thing in front of their idols and they will obviously do it on the platform that... that will get it to them um well i think also the, the, the bts army they're super smart like they understand how this stuff works so they will be promoting this contest to make sure it gets as big as possible and you will see the bts army mobilizing i think around it so not only as like fans who want to be in the video but they're they're fans who want to make the campaign a success and i'm sure they will make it big so i think you can expect to see it's obviously being launched by the band but you can expect to see that the kind of the fandom inflating it and making it go everywhere possible i mean speaking of the bts army uh just for a bit of context here folks Stu's recent articles on the uh, recent uk governmental report into streaming uh seemed to remarkably get a, a large number of retweets and shares from the bts fan army who uh, who are showing genuine interest in the way that artists are getting paid and they really understand the system don't they that it's not it's not accidental sharing you know they're, they're really into understanding what's going on so you have got this fan base that's incredibly motivated to use technology use the system and to make things happen so obviously it goes without saying that youtube have probably invested quite a lot of money into this what is their intended impact beyond this one hashtag permission to dance challenge um what do they of course they want to they want to eat into some of tiktok space but we're seeing in the bigger picture we're seeing youtube become a really maybe the primary streaming platform for the bts fan generation so what are they looking to do well i mean so i mean youtube is facing that traditional big platform um challenge which is that people come along who seem cooler and younger than you so tiktok came along and suddenly 15 second videos were the big thing and YouTube is about, well, YouTube is, is, is historically about everything from four minute pop videos to kind of half an hour gaming playthroughs, fashion and so on. But it was never really about small clips. It was never really about 15 second clips, unless you were a toddler biting someone's finger, in which case you could get away with it. <laughs> so, so YouTube is, is having to, to, to prove its relevance all over again in this space of short video, as our Instagram as our, uh, you know, as is Snapchat. So they're all kind of looking at what TikTok's done and trying to compete. So this is this is part of that. It's about saying YouTube Shorts is a thing. You should come on and watch stuff. You should come on and use it. We're gonna we're gonna give you an incentive to come and create your first Shorts video, maybe perhaps. So a lot of fans might be coming on to do the. This might be the first YouTube Shorts video they've recorded and shared. So it really is about. It seems strange to say YouTube is building awareness around something, but as we've seen with, um, oh, I don't know, Twitter and Fleets for example. So Twitter launched its fleet, yes. this kind of story for it, and then it's, it's just announced it's closing down because, frankly, no one wants to do it. I'd actually so, forgotten all about them, uh, which I think most people have yeah. felt a similar sense of that. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's no guarantee that YouTube can compete with TikTok. It's got huge muscle, obviously. It's going to have a really good shot. But, yeah, so BTS are being brought on board to help raise awareness that YouTube shorts the thing and you can watch stuff on it and you can record and share stuff to it, basically. So BTS are giving you permission to dance. Uh, we're giving you permission 
to subscribe if you're finding this useful and you crave more of Stu's in-depth news and trusted analysis waiting for you in your inbox every morning. Uh, head on over to musically.com forward slash subscribe. There are some sponsored complimentary subscriptions for indie labels, managers and publishers as well. So see if you're eligible. It's also a sort of tacit acknowledgement, isn't it, that building a, a rival platform within the biggest streaming video streaming platform and sign on BTS. Um, there's obviously an acknowledgement here, perhaps, that even though perhaps for, for, to an outsider, doing dance challenges for 15 seconds doesn't seem like something perhaps which will have legs forever, it, it looks like that they're saying, well, this is here to stay and we're getting on board with it. One comparable thing, for instance, is uh, Facebook's, I'm going to use the phrase shaky record in launching rival products that are similar to successful stuff. Some of it has worked really well, like when Instagram um, essentially, not copied, but took on a lot of the features of Snapchat and, and did it very successfully. Mm. We're inspired by. Inspired by, thanks. That's uh, Our lawyers are nodding uh, approvingly <laughs> in the background. Um, but this seems like it, you know, the, the way that YouTube um, Shorts is going, it does seem to be integrating pretty well with the platform. They're pushing it very hard in the app, if you if you look at it. Mm. And getting BTS on board seems to be something which is uh, meaningful and it's almost a tipping point. I mean, if they, it kind of makes sense if short form video is dragged across to YouTube, doesn't it? A bit like when Snapchat's functionality was dragged across to Instagram, because that's kind of where, it, like, to the biggest platform, it's sort of, everything sort of globs together in the end doesn't it and you have one big video platform and well it's interesting because tiktok tiktok's just up to its limit for videos you can make longer videos and TikTok. So tiktok is getting more long form yeah. at the same time as everyone else long form is getting more short form so yeah we are going to place where you have and i think the other thing is i mean when when youtubers and youtube videos became a thing it was very much about accessibility anyone could have a webcam and talk into it and be on youtube and become a star but obviously, over time, it became much more professional. People got much better webcams, proper camera setups, proper editing, like that. That whole field is—it's you—you can't just turn on your camera and ramble into it at the moment now. Um, and so that's bad. But but short form video, anyone can film themselves doing a dance move. You know, in a way, it's back to that that kind of raw. Anyone can have a go space. Um, and yeah, there's 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 multiple things going on. So I think we've seen. Companies investing, you said about YouTube investing, companies investing a lot in trying to get people to make short form videos. So you've seen TikTok with the Creator Fund. You've seen Snapchat come out with paying millions of dollars to kind of people who make yeah. engaging And videos. YouTube has a huge fund so, available as well, don't they, for this? They, they, they announced they're very open about yeah. it. I mean, we, we, we sort of coyly refer to these platforms as user-generated content, but it's clear now that the majority of, quote, user-generated content is being funded by the platforms themselves, or at least some of the big hits. So... Well, they get it going, I think, because then you have a knock-on effect. And like here, for example, the, the if you're a BTS fan, you're not going to just go and watch BTS do their video. You're going to watch the other fans doing it. And you, so you, there is this huge, it's the whole seeding of the community, seeding the kind of videos that are going to make everyone else want to join in. And that's interesting. I'm not sure there's even a science to it yet. It's like, do we throw money at it? And does that make everyone come here and start making videos? Or how do we throw that money? And who do we throw it at? Like everyone's still trying to figure that out, if that makes sense. Um, but if you can get the big world's biggest pop group in, that that can't hurt. So no. um, yeah, it's a smart move in that sense. This sort of, if we zoom out a little bit, we've spoken recently about, um, you know, we we've spoken endlessly about licensing and and how people make money from streaming platforms, of which YouTube, of course, is the biggest music streaming platform. Um, and one of the things we've spoken about is how 
they are essentially protected by the safe harbor and you know people can upload what they want and then it's not youtube's fault if it's copyrighted and it can get taken down then through appropriate ways but what we're seeing here i guess are these huge platforms um based around or a feature in youtube's case based around music licensed music and they themselves are investing millions and millions of uh, dollars into creating content that aligns with this music, which makes these platforms, even if, yes, like you say, they're priming the pump and getting things started, it makes these video platforms actually um, content producers, even if they might like to say that they're very hands-off. Now, this sort of changes the balance a little bit, doesn't it, in terms of uh, responsibility of the platforms. And, you know, they're saying, right, hey, here's a great piece of music, um, make some content for it. The, the music industry might sort of raise an eyebrow and say, okay, we'll keep an eye on that, mightn't they? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's a positive thing, like I say, because for years, user-generated content was kind of a sensitive issue for the music industry because the main conception of it was people uploading music to YouTube, they don't have the rights to upload, and that was user-generated. But whereas now, it's about fans dancing to an authorised clip where royalties will be generated. You know, it's an entirely positive thing there. Um, so, yeah, I think it's... it's. I think people are... Labels are very heavily invested in this. And, and I think the other thing that, that we're, we're seeing is... A, a lot, historically, a lot of the dance challenges, a lot of the trends on TikTok were born from the community. They weren't started by labels. Mm. And we're now seeing the music industry try and, I don't want to say industrialise that, but you know, can we create a dance challenge and can we make it a viral trend and can we boost the launch of this song in that way? And, and in, in, in some ways, I think the jury is still out on that. Like Sometimes the things that are most powerful are still entirely fan-sparked. Fan um, and of course, BTS will be a big success. I think you know that. that, that and, and also, they, they. I think you can see that that campaigns are being geared around this. So, um, the video, the, the 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 song was written. The vid, the music video was made for it. There is a dance routine because BTS are amazing dancers and so you know so well drilled famously. Um, and when you're creating dance routines now, you kind of know you want to maybe get those going viral on short video networks, and then you can create a challenge and. So I think we're at this point of the industry trying to, can we create these viral things on these short video platforms? And I think we're going to see some big successes, and I'm fairly sure this will be one of them because YouTube will make sure it is. But I think we'll probably see some comedy failures too, where someone launches a dance challenge and the fans go, no, I, I don't well, I was fancy a, that as a rubbish dance. I was about to say, it's it's a bit sort of... Uh, they won't say that about BTS, I stress, before the army comes after them. No, of course not, BTS. because BTS are, are beautiful dancers and everything they do is uh, wonderful and artistic. Um, but it, it does feel a little bit like uh, you're killing... It could potentially kill the goose that laid the golden egg here, because it, it, it almost feels like forcing something that's cool and natural, and that generally doesn't work out very well. Um, although, yes, you're right, for something, for artists that are as carefully um, based around dance moves like boy bands like, like BTS, it, it sort of fits perfectly, doesn't it? Um, you can, I'm sort of equally looking forward to the crashing and burning. Uh, well, I uh, think, yeah, because well. the one question I have about this is, is that it's kind of saying to fans, can you replicate the core dance moves from Permission to Dance? And although that's, that's kind of fun, and you know that you know when I was a, when we were kids, they they do love to learn the dance moves from. But actually, 
some of the most powerful things are when people on these these social apps have come up with their own dance moves. And we've seen on TikTok a bit actually yeah. a big row over black creators creating dances and then feeling they've been swiped by white TikTokers. So you're seeing this this it's, idea exactly, of yeah. the creativity of the community. So I, I do wonder if the most exciting campaigns will be where it's not copy our dance moves, but come up with your own and show us, give us inspiration. Right, which are, which are, I mean, are instinctively more interesting, aren't they? And for artists that have any kind of, I would say, nous in understanding their, the, the marketing and understanding their fan base would probably be best served by going down that route of saying, hey, you show us, because surely mobilizing people to be creative, you know, in this kind of way is better for everybody involved. Because, you know, like you say, copying is one thing, but unless you're BTS, who are giant and need this kind of control from the top, actually motivating your fans into doing something original is probably going to get you a more viral, more interesting thing in the yeah. long run. And also, I think the BTS army, I think they will come up with plenty of creativity around this, you know, they'll, they'll be, they'll be, doing the moves but there'll be some really I'm really interested to see what they come up with and what the fans because I think in this case you've got that core thing of like right copy the moves but where do you do it what are you wearing how are you doing it there's going to be lots of scope so yeah it's going to be interesting and I think again there's going to be a compilation video at the end and that is the kind of most obvious thing to do is like gather all the stuff together and you have a new video that fans are going to love and so yeah there's definitely a this whole two-way interaction of of an artist doing something putting it out getting fans to do their own spin, bringing it back in, putting it out as an official thing. There's there's a nice sort of virtuous cycle here, so it should be interesting to watch. Indeed. Thanks, Stu. So if you found that podcast useful, please share it on with someone you think will also find it uh, hashtag insightful. Um, we also have a free weekly email, The Knowledge, which rounds up uh, a few of the best bits of analysis news, marketing insight and skills, music allies, so sign up and become an immediately better dancer. Uh, to impress your friends on TikTok. Links are in the description as always. So that's it. Uh, Stu, thanks for joining us as ever. Thank you. And until next time, from me and Stu, goodbye.